I'm Rowdy McLean and welcome back to the Play A Bigger Game podcast. We're really getting stuck into the play and the game part of it today because I've got an interview with my golf coach. So for those of you who have listened for a while, you'll be aware that I'm obsessed with the game of golf and uh, I stumbled across a golf pro in Brisbane, had a playing lesson and it really changed my game and I've been going back again and again and again. So... Pete's been teaching me about golf and I've been teaching him about playing a bigger game and uh, we've had some great conversations about playing a bigger game and I thought, geez, it would be so good to get him on the podcast and get his perspective on how golf parallels life. Peter Clark, welcome to the Play a Bigger Game podcast. How are you today? Yeah, great, Rowdy. It's uh, it's great to be on the podcast. Thanks very much. I've followed the podcast since I met you, and uh, um, they're all fantastic. And you, I think you learn a lot from all of them. And um, yeah, we've had some great fun on the golf course. I've seen some uh, some shots that I've never seen before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I think I've got a few more that you haven't seen too, mate. <laughs> oh, you're getting better though. You're getting better. That's the key, though, isn't it? Step I by am step. getting better. And, uh, I love some of the. You know what I love about uh, working with you is uh, you just you got a casual way uh, of explaining something that's quite complicated for me playing golf and uh, I love the fact that you execute like a boss like when we're talking about playing a bigger game and you think of ideas that you could do in your business you just get stuck into it and I absolutely love that because life's too short to be thinking about it don't you reckon? Yeah it is I mean and and you know we all we all stutter along in our lives and we don't have plans and that's one of the things I've learned from you is that you know we've got to take every day as it's our last and go for it and you know have fun and play golf and work on your business or your family um, and that's that's the key to life it's you know you know having fun and enjoying it and you know we get so stuck up in things that just have no importance whatsoever but we give them a big importance and they're not important at all so you know, playing golf with you is, you know, one of the highlights of my month, actually. We have a great chat and, you know, we, we do play a little bit of golf, but we probably, <laughs> we, probably talk, we probably talk more than we actually play golf. Yeah, actually, if we talk less, I'd probably be a much better golfer by now. <laughs> but, mate, one of the things uh, that you said to me once is there's a lot of parallels between golf and life. And I've been thinking about that quite a bit since you said it. So let's have a chat about that. What's Peter Clark's view on how golf parallels life? Yeah, well, golf is like life because of the fact that it's, you know, it's incre- you can have incredible moments and you know, and they come and, and then all of a sudden they've gone again. So, you know, you've got to, you've got to, you know, play golf and play life and, you know, enjoy the fantastic moments because just around the corner, you, you know, you never know what's going to happen. And trying to keep, trying to keep a steady ship as you play golf is, is one of the hardest things to do. And, and that's like life, you know, we have, you know, some fantastic times and, you know, we've just got to try and keep those, those bad times out of the game and that's the same as when you're playing golf. You know, you, you're doing great, you're doing fine, and then you make a couple of little mistakes that, you you know, you, you shouldn't have done, and all of a sudden you're on a, a bit of a downward spiral. And that's you got to get off that, that spiral as quick as you can and get back into it. You know, I have a lot of golfers that rock up to the golf course every week, and they, they expect to play better. And I think, guys, what have you done this week? Have you done anything? to get better and they're like no but they're just waiting for a miracle 
<laughs> and that's, you know, that's that's just, I just cannot believe that. But I guess it's the same in life. You know, we rock up at work and we're at work and all of a sudden, you know, we think next week's going to be different than this week. But it stays the same because we keep doing the same things. And yes. the fact that, you know, you've got yourself a golf coach and I've got myself a life coach, um, you know, you know, my life has improved dramatically in the last few months. Um, just like you know, your game has has come along tremendously. So let's uh, let's put that in perspective for the non-golfers that are listening, right? So, so uh, golf essentially has fairways, which is the middle of the golf course where there is no trouble whatsoever, and then it has all these hazards around the sides, like trees and bunkers full of sand and rough that's eight inches or ten inches long that's full of brown snakes yeah. and, and water hazards were full of crocodiles and stuff like that. And the idea is to hit the ball on the fairway. But uh, if you play golf like me, quite often you're hitting it in the trees or in the water or in the sand. And, and I, I agree with you. Life's a little bit like that. You can have a, have a week where you think you're hitting it in the trees and in the water and in the sand in life the whole week. But the reality is you can come out the next week and put everything in the middle of the fairway, can't you? Yeah, that's right. And that's that's just life, just like it is just golf. But I suppose one of the other things, and uh, let's dig into this a little bit. So in golf you have a handicap, and, and a handicap basically says how good a golfer you are. So... If you're off 20... Or, or, or how bad a golfer you are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're off 20... If you're off 15 to 20, you're probably an average golfer. Anything less than 15, you start to get pretty good. Anything more than 20, you, you probably need to do a bit of work. And uh, if the closer you get down to the ones, twos and the zeros, those people can really play golf, right? And... Uh, if you're listening right now and you had to give your life score a handicap score, what would you give it? Would you be in the 15, the 20s? Would you be the 20-plus person? Would you be that person who's playing off single figures, who's just smashing it out of the park? Because here's, uh, here's the thing, and you'll back this up, Pete, I reckon, is doesn't matter what your handicap is, it could always be better. Yeah, that's right, definitely. You can always improve. You know, you can be going, you know, great guns and, um, you know, there's, there's, that's what I loved about golf when I first started to play golf. It, you just, you can't beat it. you just got to keep trying and you keep improving and you keep getting better and better and better. And even when you've had the most fantastic day out there, you know that you could have done better. And, and, and that's like life. You can do better every day. It's one of the things I've learned is just, you know, just little steps every day, just try to improve something, and that's the same as my golf. You know, when I was playing tournament golf, it was just, just trying to improve every day and get a little bit better every day. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I've my handicap, my life handicap has, has fluctuated tremendously. Um, you know, I've I've gone up and down like everyone else. I've had some pretty pretty bad times, so I would have, had, would have given myself a pretty high handicap. Um, but I think I'm on the right track now, and I think I've, you know, I, I would give myself, I think I'd give myself a single figure handicap at the moment, and, I, and I'm, you know, and I think in a few years' time I'll be getting down to scratch, and and before long I'll be under par, and it'll be, 
it'll be unbelievable. It already is unbelievable. I've got some fantastic friends and, um, you know, having great times at the moment. So, yeah, life's good. Yeah, I love that statement that you can't beat golf, right? And you can beat your handicap, but you can't beat golf. There's always something that you can improve on. And you're right, mate. Life's exactly the same. You know, you just never arrive at life. You never, you never turn up and say. Well, some people do. I think they turn up and say, "I've got this mastered," and then the very next day, everything falls apart. Yeah, that's right. Just like that. You know, I was just uh, thinking today that you know, I've had a really good year, and this is the sort of time of the year I take stock of the year. But, but already I'm thinking about how do I improve my life handicap next year, and. I'm like you, it's pretty good, but there's always something to do, something you can be a little bit better at. And uh, and I don't think enough people work at it. Like, you would know that most club golfers, how many, out of out of all the club golfers, members at your club, how many would get a lesson? What percentage would get a lesson during the course of the year? Yeah, I mean, if it's 100 out of out of 1,000, you know, that's 10%. That would be that would be a lot. Yeah, um, and most, most of them just just cruise along and I think that's that's in life as well how many people have got a life coach or how many have got a mentor that they follow that helps them out yeah not many yeah so the average club golfer is settling for what he gets on a Saturday morning when he goes out to play golf rather than going rather than settle for what I get maybe if I've worked at it what I get could be even better yeah definitely and I think that's you know, I think that's true of life. You know, how many people are settling for what they get every day? And you know, if it's if it's not a good day, they just settle for it instead of going, "What could I have done different?" Or where could I learn? You know, I could read a book, listen to a podcast, watch a YouTube video, get a coach. You know, there's so much that people could do to improve. I'm going to use this heaps now, so it's my. Uh, my intellectual property now, the life handicap, I've taken it off you. <laughs> life handicap, you know, I've registered actually, so you're, you're a bit slow. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's so true. Like, if, uh, if most people gave themselves a life handicap score now, would it be better in 90 days' time, six months' time, a year's time? Like, so I'm just uh, contemplating is. So I've already got a plan to improve my life handicap for next year, but is it better now than it was last year? And I'd say, yeah, it, it is. And I wouldn't say massively, but slightly. And that's the game, isn't it? It's slight improvements repeated again and again over a period of time turn into massive improvements. Yeah, that's the way to do it. That's the way to do it. And, and you're the master of teaching people to play golf because... And the reason I say that is not because you can teach somebody like me to play golf, although that's a bit of a feat in itself, but you taught a blind guy to play golf. Yeah, that's right. So I, I worked with uh, a guy called Ronald Buff uh, a while ago, and, um, yeah, we worked together for about 10 years. And that was an amazing experience, and I, I learned so much from that experience that, um, you know, pluses and minuses, I mean, it's, it's, it's tough. Uh, he was actually blind from birth, so he actually never saw anything ever, um, which makes it, you know, if you close your eyes, you can still picture a bunker, you can still see a fairway, you can still see a tree, you can, you've touched golf clubs. Um, but, yeah, he had he, he started with nothing. 
That's so, incredible. Yeah, it's that, it is. It is yeah, but in a way, you can also look at the, you know, we used to have a lot of fun doing it. And, you know, we used to never tell him that there were trees or that there were bunkers or that there were water. You know, we just said, you know, here's the club, and we set him up in the right position, and we just said, just, you know, use that swing and hit that shot and just, you know, do what you're told, basically, and don't let things get in the way. And, you know, when you play golf or when I play golf, the first things we see are the dangers, really. And for him, it was just like, just hit it, and, you know, we'll find it, and we'll set you up again, and off you go again. Yeah, um, so, so, he wasn't so that was cool. Aware of the obstacles, and that sometimes is a good thing. Correct, yeah. So that's right. But yeah, he's he's still playing golf. He's a you know he got down to about about fifteen, I think, in the end. So that's that's about your level. I know. Rowdy. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that's incredible. I can't believe that somebody who's blind can master such an intricate game. Like to to get a little white golf ball. How big's a golf ball? Yeah, it's one point six eight inches in diameter. One point six eight inches in diameter. Get that from yeah, one so spot to roughly around four hundred and fifty meters to another spot into a cup that's a little over three inches. Is yeah. with no sight whatsoever. That's incredible. Yeah, it's you. I mean. It's mind-boggling, and there there is a lot of blind golfers around the place. They have different levels of blindness. Some of them are, are partially blind. Some of them can see a fuzzy ball on the ground, and some of them, you know, can't see anything. Obviously, um, but it is incredible. And it's you know, I take my hat off to those guys. I mean, it's hard enough to play that game, and let alone if you can't see anything. It's it's incredible. And you were telling me that his sense of sound was so great that when he struck the ball and you said it went right, he would go, no, it went left and he knew exactly where it had gone. Yeah, we used to play, you know, not tricks on him, but, you know, we I didn't believe it. He could. He told me that he could actually hear the ball land. So that's like, you know, if you ever play golf or if you, if you see a golf shot goes 200 metres and he could actually hear the ball hit the ground which was like incredible and I didn't believe him and so he he would hit a shot and I'd say yeah that landed right and he'd say no no it landed left and then I said no it must be a good guess so we did that four or five times and he got it right every time and then you know he could also tell how far away it landed and you know you'd say it's landed and he'd say no it hasn't and it hadn't landed (laughs) and then he'd say yeah now it landed (laughs) and we'd play on a golf course and you know, you'd say, oh, the train's coming. And you'd go, what do you mean the train's coming? And he'd say, yeah. And then, you know, 10, 20 seconds later, the train would come past. And you think, wow, that's amazing that he can just he can hear so much. But he could actually hear and actually feel so much better than a normal golfer. And that's where, he, you know, he won out tremendously. You know, he could feel a really good shot or he could feel a bad shot. And that's the way, you know, he improved so quickly do you think there's a parallel between that and life like that's absolutely incredible one that somebody who's blind would even bother to attempt to play the game of golf i admire that guy he's so much more brave and courageous than i could possibly be but i think the other thing is we've i think he's taken the skills that he does have and applied them in the best possible way he could to what he was trying to achieve yeah, that's right, and that's you know that's in life. That's what we should do. You know, we're we're all amazingly 
good at something and the key is just to find that something and then just follow that you know follow follow your dreams i think one of your podcasts i was listening to it and you know we all forget about our dreams and that was one of the things that i um yeah it woke me up from my dream i say it you know actually i have a dream of playing professional golf on the tour and you know that was um yeah, that sort of woke me up when I listened to one of your podcasts to actually to play the legends too. When we get a little bit older and a bit grey in the tooth, we have a bit of a a belly. We can actually play against the older guys as well. That's a it's, yeah, a, it's it called the legends long, tour. It won't be long. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just around the corner. <laughs> if somebody was going to do something that. Because I think you've learned heaps about this, right, from the blind golfer to the average person yep. who just turns up, whether they're blind or not, and decides that they want to play golf. If you had to give somebody three quick tips on starting something that you've never, ever given a go before, what would be the three things you'd say to them? And it doesn't have to be golf, it could be anything. It's just that you've probably experienced it so much with the person who turns up and, and uh, can't play golf to save their life, but want to you know, want to play in their corporate golf day and, and not look silly in front of their friends or whatever the reason. Yeah, I think the first thing that people have to realise is, you know, if you're going to do something totally new, totally different, you have to, you know, you have to find an expert or someone that's actually done that and done that successfully well. Um, and, you know, if, if you, you know, like a gol- you know, people rock up at golf and they play golf for three months and they've, they've never had a lesson ever. And then they come and think oh i'll have a lesson and you think well if you had started from day one with with the expert um and that's whether it's golf or something else you know you, you can improve tremendously you know i had a game of tennis the other day and i had a few tennis lessons before i played and i was like wow this is really cool i've actually can actually play tennis a hell of a lot better than i than i could you know without the lessons so that's the first thing i i would you know you've, you've got to actually you know find an expert find someone that's brilliant at that sport or at that that you know that business and you know ask them to help you out because i'm sure they will yeah and we live in the information age you know there's so much information that you can take in about something before you get stuck into it but at least you can start with with some knowledge rather than completely in the wilderness and and then you know if you want to do something and you really want to enjoy it i would agree with you Find somebody who is really good at it and get advice because most people are happy to hand it out. Yep, good. Yep. Number one, number yep. two. Well, you then got to work at it. That's the key. I think the key is all, you know, you have to actually go and do some work. You have to go and practice it or you have to, you know, you have to work at it. And, and you know, successful people in life are successful because they work so hard at it. Um, and, you know, I've come across so many talented golfers that just don't work and if you don't work you don't improve so yeah number two would be you have to work at it you know there's no there's no given it's 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 you know it's hard work out there but we all say but you can have a lot of fun doing the hard work um and yeah that's that's number two would be you have to work at it take the advice and then you know do something and work at it yeah and that doesn't matter whether it's uh, relationships parenting losing weight Learning to play the guitar, you know, whatever it is, that's that's good advice. You just got to do the work, and, and you got to do you got to do it. Sorry, Rowdy, you gotta, and you got to do it straight away. You got to take the step right away. If you want to lose weight, 
you know, you know, put the donut down straight away. You know? <laughs> um, How did you know I was eating the donut? <laughs> <laughs> and what's number three, mate? Yeah, enjoy it. Enjoy it. Have a lot of fun. You know, you know, there's no point doing something that you don't enjoy. Um, we all do lots. You know, sometimes we do have to do things we don't enjoy. But you know, if you can get nine out of ten things that you enjoy doing and and do those things, it's a lot more fun. Life's a lot more fun. You know, and you smile a lot more, and it's 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 in, in, you know, and, and share it with other people, share it with your friends and your family. That's so true. And if you had seen me play golf when I was in my early twenties, when I was aggressively competitive, you would have noticed that I didn't enjoy it at all because I couldn't play, and I was just trying to bash the thing as hard and as far as I possibly could. And golf's a game of finesse, and it, but now. I'm really, really enjoying the game of golf. I, you know, I enjoy the fact that when we have a lesson, we ha- we have a laugh. It's not all serious, and uh, you know, I, I, I'm not sure whether you said this to me or I said it to you. But the other thing that sticks with me from being coached with you or spending that time with you was the idea that at, at golf you get 18 chances to reset. So you can have an absolute disaster of a hole and, you know, in my 20s I would have let that ruin my whole day and everybody else's day that I came in contact with and everybody else that I'd seen after I'd played golf as well. Whereas today I just go, you know, well, you know, you put it in the bunker, it took you two to get out, you missed the putt, it's over. What's next, you know, and, yeah. and the opportunity to have a par or a birdie on the next hole, and life's like that, isn't it? You know, you'd have be at work on Monday, and the boss is giving you a hard time, and the clients are giving you a hard time, and you've got all this stuff to do. But tomorrow is an opportunity to reset and play the game differently, and I think that's the important thing. And and you know, I I say this to everybody, but uh, if you can't find some way to enjoy your work, you should go work somewhere else because life's too short not to be having fun. So, mate, I love those three tips. So get in touch with an expert, do the work, and, and learn to enjoy it. Find a way to make it fun. That's awesome. Yeah, that's right. So, mate, let's, uh, we're going to have to wrap this up and... Uh, we can talk on the golf course for four hours, but we can't do that on the, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. on the podcast. Wait, uh, I know you listen to the podcast quite a bit, and one of the things that we do from time to time is I get somebody who's a listener to come on and talk about what's been their favourite podcast episode and uh, what what did they do with it and how has it shaped their world. So I'm going to put that question to you, mate. What's been your favourite podcast ep- episode? Yeah, I, I, there's been so many, and each one I tend to, I, I do take a lot out of the next one. And it's, you know, it's, uh, I think the next one's my next, the one I like best, but I think <laughs> find, find the right next thing. I think that was number 23, and that was, um, yeah, find the, you know, the right next thing to do because, you know, I, I used to try and do so many different things, and I, I never really ranked them in any order, and and now I do. And you know, I've actually got a new training program for you next time you show up. Um, how to rank your game? So be ready for that one, mate. Um, but yeah, that's just just being organised. You know, I've actually brought myself a planner and an organiser, and I've got myself organised. And you know, I'm I'm you know finding the right next thing to do, and that's that makes life so much easier and so much more fun. Yeah, yeah, and I, you know. 
for those of you who haven't listened to that podcast, that podcast was all about not doing the easy things or not doing everything, but trying to find out what's the right next thing for you. And sometimes it'll be easy, sometimes it'll be really hard, but when you can master the art of going what's next and doing what's next, your life just seems to flow because you go from the right next thing to the right next thing to the right next thing and so you just keep heading in the right direction rather than flip-flopping all around the place trying different things and going in different directions and none of them work and you don't make any progress yeah that's how i used to be mate so <laughs> it's good it's good that i'm a little bit organized now which has been great that's why there's you know golf and life is very similar isn't it it's it's you know it's ups and downs but if you get the right get the right program and away you go you can you know you can play great you can play great at life and great at golf yeah, and, you know, I've, I've been a bit harsh talking about my golf in such a poor manner because it has improved immensely since uh, you and I have been working together. And I just, I, I love the idea of having a playing lesson, and that's the reason that I popped up to see you in the first place, is by getting out on the golf range and just hitting golf balls one after the other, one after the other, and getting a lesson doesn't make you aware of all the intricacies of of golf you know that and i think this is true of life as well you know there's all those little shots that that you just don't know how to play because you're out on the range all the time hitting the big shots and you don't have the finesse and the detail to execute on the little things that had just as much impact as as the bigger part of the game so i absolutely love that and I just wanted to give you the opportunity, mate. So um, if somebody's listening to the podcast and they thought, geez, you know what, I might go and get a lesson or I might go and catch up with Pete and have a chat about life or whatever it might be, how do they get hold of you? Um, yeah, I've got a few um, golf academies. Um, the Brisbane Golf Academy is one of them. Or um, we've just started a new academy, um, which is called the executivegolfacademy.com. Uh, and all the information is on that. And, you know, I love to play golf with people and teach them how to actually play golf. Um, you're right, standing on a range and just bashing a ball is, is nothing really to do with golf. But actually most of my lessons are actually out on the golf course where you're actually playing golf. And, you, you know, you can learn, you know, all the different shots uh, in a very short time and, you know, you can improve tremendously. Tell me a little bit about the Executive Golf Academy. That sounds a bit flash. Yeah, that's uh, well, it's, it's an academy. Basically, the idea was born with a lot of people have you know a lot of executives have a big golf day coming up, and they 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 haven't played for a year, and then they you know they have to they have to tee it up and stand in front of all their colleagues and and the people that that work with them or people that uh, work for them, and they've got to hit this amazing shot down the first hole, and they just need a, a, a refresher course. So we came up with some great ideas of a nine-hole playing lesson or. A, 12-hole lesson or, you know, the ultimate package is to, you know, to play 18 holes with me and have some lunch and, you know, and get your game up and running in a, in a very short time. So, you know, just half a day and away you go and, you know, you can become the star at that golf day. The star of your corporate golf day. That's what the Executive Golf Academy is all about. I like that. That's an awesome idea. But uh, it's been so good talking to you. I reckon you should write a book, you know, called uh, Golf Parallels Life by Peter Clark because it's so true. And like, there's a massive mile of bloody golfers all over the world and uh, a lot of them could 
probably can't see the parallels between the game they're playing and the life they're living in. And for those of you who aren't golfers, well, you buy my book called Play a Bigger Game and it'll tell you about how life parallels golf the other way around. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's been great talking to you. I look forward to catching you on the course real soon. And for those of you who are listening, if you've got a question, by all means, send me an email to podcast at rowdymcrae.com and uh, I'd be happy to answer your questions. If you've got a query of Pete, by all means, send that in and I'll pass it on to him, make sure that it gets to him. In the meantime, think about your life handicap and the work that you're doing to get that handicap down. If you want some ideas about how to get that handicap down, just scroll back and listen to the other episodes of the podcast like Pete's done and just do the work on them. You'll find that before you know it, your handicap's coming down. Life's a whole heap better and you're not spending every day in the bunker or in the trees or in the water hazard. Pete, thanks again for being on the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Play a Bigger Game.